You more now on the hostage who Hamas tonight released video of just before airtime I spoke with Mia Shem's mother, uh, Karen Sharf Shem, also her brothers, Ori and Ellie. Karen, how does your daughter look to you? I say that she's been through um, pain. She's in pain. Uh, she's injured. She's injured. Um, she looks a bit terrified, but she is alive and stable. Does it does it help to see her? Course, because until now I didn't know if she's dead or alive. I mean, it's been 10 days until Saturday she was missing. And on Saturday they said that maybe she's been kidnapped. That's all. So I didn't know if she's alive or dead. And every day, the numbers of, of the missing and the dead people are getting up and higher and higher and higher. So it's really tough. Do you know where she was taken from? Where, where was she when the attack took place? She went to a festival party. Um, and all I know that at Saturday morning at 7 o'clock and 17 minutes, she sent text message to one of her friends who was in the party. And she, she wrote, they are shooting at us. Please come save us. That's the only thing I know. And the other thing I knew was rumors, um, like she was shot. Now I can see that it's true because she's injured. You can see that she had an operation in her hand. Um, she went to this party with her friend, Eliato Ledano. They went together and we know nothing about him. He's not in the missing list, not in the kidnapped list, not in the dead list. We still have bodies that uh, we didn't recognize because we have so many. Now is the time and we are interviewing with you and to say to all the people that are hearing us and all the leaders around the world that can see uh, this interview to come and uh, stand, stand with us and stand with human rights and help us get Mia and all the other uh, 200 uh, innocent souls, the hostages that's keeping the uh, Gaza Strip to come back home. And that's all we want, just to get Mia back to us. We are begging the world to bring my baby home. She's only 21 years old. She just went to a festival party after months that she didn't go anywhere. She had medical problems. She just wanted to have some fun. And she shouldn't be there. So we are begging the world to interfere and to bring her home. And all the others, we have like 200 more hostages, children, babies, old people, Holocaust survivors, that 
we don't know what what's going on with it, with them. We don't know if they are alive, if they are dead, if they give them food. We don't know which condition they are. We aren't showing the the video that Hamas has put out, but we are showing other photos of her. Can you just tell people what she what she's like? What do you want people to know about your daughter? My my daughter is very mature. Um, um, I'm a single mom, and uh, we've been through a lot. And she's only 21, but she's like 60-year-old smart woman. Um, she's very very strong. That's why we all believed in our hearts that she's alive because we knew that she will never give up. I really knew it. The problem is that every time I opened the TV and I saw the numbers, it was very hard to stick to this belief, but she's a survivor and um, she's very, very talented and I have four children. I have a daughter, small daughter, Dani, 10 years old. And Mia is like a mother to Dani. And she's very, very, very close to her brothers. Um, she cooks for them. She tells, they are talking to with her about everything. I mean, she's a mother like me and my best friend. She's very, very creative. She paints, she cooks, she makes tattoos. She's the heart of the family. Karen, Ori, Eli, thank you so much for talking to us. Um, is there anything you would want her to know if for some reason she could see this? Yeah, I want her to be strong and I want her to be sure that the world will do everything to bring her home. And Mia, if you can see us, um, we want to tell you from all the family and all the people in Israel, uh, and um, we're waiting for you. We love you. We're we waiting you. for you. And we're going to do anything to bring you to home. bring you back home. We will never stop. And after you, we'll be here. We, could, we will continue until all the 200 hostages will be home too. We'll never stop and the world is with us, I'm sure, because it's not our war. It's a very, very big Karen. war. Yeah. Karen, Ori, Ellie, thank you. I wish you the best. Thank you very much. More perspective now on the taking of hostages. Joining me is Rami Igra, former division chief of the hostages and MIA unit with uh, the Mossad. Thank you so much for being with us. Um, 199 hostages, that is the number uh, Israel says, uh, Hamas, others say as many as 250. What lessons have been learned from hostage negotiations that have taken on, that have happened here in the past? Israelis, Israel's biggest mistake in the past was negotiating for prisoners in Israel. 
Were you're talking you? about Gilad Shalit, uh, Gilad a soldier Shalit. who was held for years uh, by Hamas, exchanged so, ultimately for more than a thousand prisoners. All the, all the uh, top echelon today in the Gaza Strip are people who have been released in the Gilad Shalit deal. All the people who are running Hamas now were in Israeli prisons. Everyone. And they got out for and They Galit. got out and they're... And Sinwar, the head of Hamas today, or the operational head of the Hamas, was one of these people released. And these people have an obligation for their prisoners in Israel. Part of the reason for this, uh, for this whole thing is the release of Israeli of, of their prisoners. Part of the entire part of the reason for the terror attack was to get yes. people to exchange. To exchange. Now, because they knew there's a history of Israel making a deal. Yes. Israel can't can't afford having another situation like this. We can't live with the Hamas. You couldn't, uh, if the Hamas ever returns to the Gaza Strip, we're faced with a situation. Uh, people can't live not in around the Gaza Strip, but not also in Tel Aviv, as you can see yourself. I mean, you run to the shelter, and there's no reason you should run to a shelter if, as a civilian. We're looking at a organization that is fundamentalist and is primarily evil. We don't, it's not only here, it's all over the world. Look at the Taliban, look at the Hezbollah, look at many other organizations like this that have a purpose, and their purpose is to have a jihad with us. So civilization is facing today this sort of thing, and our obligation, I think, and I think it's the Western world and the American and the United States has shown this, is to go into the Gaza Strip and eradicate the Hamas. It is such a hard lesson, you say, to not negotiate. I mean, on paper, that yet people can see, yes, that makes sense. Emotionally... Terrible. It is terrible. I mean, there's uh, 199 families and, uh, you know, thousands of people related to them who are desperate for it's getting terrible. them out. terrible. Emotionally, it's a terrible decision. But if you look at the practical side of... of uh, conducting war in the Gaza Strip, with uh, Israel will do all it can in order to release these prisoners. And some of them will, or maybe all of them will be released, but by force. That's the, the only way. The only way to release prisoners in this kind of situation is force. Negotiation, what is, the Hamas has come back to us and said, uh, twice already, he said, all right, we're willing to negotiate uh, the release of the prisoners. Two, we want, first of all, ceasefire, Second of all, meaning stop killing us, stop eradicating us. Second, we want all our prisoners. We're talking about thousands of prisoners that are in Israeli, Israeli jails, people with blood on their hands. Release these people and we, re we will release the people with us.